Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're based here in South Florida, but we have extensions all over the world, churches, houses of prayer, and prayer hubs. But here in South Florida, we have church at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. Every Sunday, two different messages I'm preaching, two different worship teams we've assembled, two different encounters, although we've been seeing massive angelic activity at Awakening House of Prayer these last couple of weeks, it's been over the top, wild with the angels manifesting, visions of angels. Amen. God is good. Come on over to Awakening House of Prayer if you're in South Florida. Join that Holy Ghost movement. Amen. God is moving in our midst. People are getting healed, delivered. Come on over to Awakening House of Prayer in South Florida. 1047, 130. If you can't make the first service, you can watch it online, ahop.online if you're not in South Florida. The second service is not broadcast to the public, so you're going to have to watch that first. Many people lately have been, well, I want to watch the second service online. You can't. You can come to the second service. You're more than welcome, but you can't watch it online. It's not for public consumption. Amen? We stream the first one. So God is good. Get on over there, Pembroke Pines. Get on over there, Davey. Get on over there, Miami Gardens. The Awakening House of Prayer. Awakening Prayer Hubs is an extension of Awakening House of Prayer. It's our global prayer movement endorsed by Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Patricia King, Alveda King, Dick Eastman, Becca Greenwood, you name it. We are pressing in to mobilize intercessors in the nations of the earth. I'm looking for a thousand prayer warriors to raise up as prayer leaders to mobilize intercessors, to reproduce prayer hubs so that the glory of God is extended in the earth through the power of prayer. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Get involved in that if it's going to bless you. Find a hub in your city, join it. Start one if God is pressing you to do it. If he's not telling you to do it, please don't do it. But if he is, don't delay. Awakeningprayerhubs.com. Amen. Join that movement. Ignite Network. I'm inviting you, I'm giving you a a, a formal invitation to join my prophetic tribe. 
I don't let just everybody in, understand? It's not for everybody. But I'm extending a formal invitation to you as my listeners, those who track in with me on the prayer broadcast. Check it out. A true prophetic family sharing, doing prophetic life together, learning, growing, extending their faith, interpreting dreams, doing warfare. IgniteNow.org. IgniteNow.org. Go on over there. We even have a company of seers within Ignite, and you can get involved in that. Amen. IgniteNow.org. God is good. Today we're reading from Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion, wait for it. I love this one. This is going to set somebody free. Today's devotion is titled, Don't Listen to the Critics. Hmm. Have some of you been listening to critics? Don't listen to the critics. My, 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 my. Let me say that one more time. Don't listen to the critics. <laughs> and here's what I heard the Lord say. Don't say about yourself negative things people say about you. I'm going to read that again. Don't say about yourself negative things people say about you. What do they know? Say about yourself what I say about you, says the spirit of the living God. I know you intimately. I am your creator. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Don't think about what they're thinking about you. Think about what I'm thinking about you, says the Lord. What I think about you is all that matters. And I'm thinking good thoughts towards you. I've got a great and mighty exploit for you to do. What I think and say about you is in my word and in my heart. Don't listen to the critics. Listen to me, says the Lord. Amen. That's for me. That's for you. Praise God. There's so many critics in the world. Who cares what they think? They clearly have issues if they don't like you because you're awesome. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. They clearly have a problem if they don't like you. You're created in God's image. You're full of the joy of the Lord and the peace of God. Amen. I like you. God likes you. Who cares what they say? Proverbs 22.10, Psalm 1.1, Daniel 11.32 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Listen, Father, help us to maintain our identity in the face of scoffers, mockers, and haters who want to tear us down. Help us to think of ourselves the way you think of us. I decree demons conspiring against us to criticize and mock us are muted. I declare we are who God says we are and we can do what God says we can do. In Jesus name, amen and amen. Father, we praise you today. We love you. We thank you that you are our God. You chose to be our God. You created us and positioned yourself as our God. Not just our God, but our provider. Not just our provider, but our healer. Not just our healer, but our deliverer. Not just our deliverer, but the friend that sits closer to him than a brother. God, we thank you. And we say you are our God. You've claimed us and we claim you. You are our God, the God who loves us. You are the God who shows us mercy in the face of our mistakes. You're the God who removes the guilt and shame, the sin, when we cry out for forgiveness. You're the God who extends forgiveness. You are our God. We thank you. We praise you. 
We thank you, Lord, that you don't just love us, you like us. And you're not a God who sits on the throne criticizing us, looking for our faults, looking for our flaws. You know our frame. You remember what we are but dust. <laughs> you see us through the blood of Jesus in the glory of Christ. We thank you, Lord. We lift up your name. We give you praise. For there's no other God like you. No other God who's so gracious. <laughs> Come on. No other God who's so gracious. You are such a gracious God. You're thinking about us all the time, good thoughts. You're planning our future while well, it's already planned. That's why you know that you've given us a, a future with great hope and joy and peace because you've already planned it out. All of our days are written in the book before we were ever even created. That is how good you are. You purposed and planned for us to have a good life to the full, abundant, overflowing, full of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, freedom. We praise you this morning, God, because you're so gracious. You are so gracious. You don't have to do anything for us, but you constantly, constantly reach out to us. You constantly woo us into your presence. You constantly provide for us. You heal us. You constantly do for us what we cannot do for ourselves because of your great love with which you've loved us, because of the condemnation of your will. You're so gracious. <laughs> you are so gracious. You don't have to do a thing, but you want to. You like to. You're motivated by love. You motivate yourself. You stir up yourself. You are love. Everything you do is motivated by love because you are love. You're so gracious. We thank you for your grace, your favor. We thank you for your grace, the empowerment to live a Christian life, to know you and make you known, to press into the knowledge of a holy God. We thank you. You're so gracious. You're so holy. You're so righteous. You're so beautiful. You're the beautiful, beautiful God. Help us, Lord, to press deeper into the reality of who you are when everything around us is swirling. Sometimes it looks so ugly. Sometimes the circumstances around us are fearful. Sometimes we don't know what to make of what's happening in the world, but we know what to make of you. You're gracious. You're merciful. You're loving. So help us, Lord, to keep our eyes on you, to focus on you in kingdom realities, new creation realities. We are new creatures in Christ. Behold, all things have passed away. Old things have passed away. All things become new. The old things have passed away. All things become new. The old things have passed away. All things become new. Father, we thank you this morning that the old enemies, the old enemies, the old critics, the old habits, the old addictions, the old things have passed away. We decree it in the name of Jesus. We will not live according to the ways of the past. We will not live in yesterday. We will not live according to the old things. Those old clothes, those old rags, those old thoughts, those old feelings. Come on. We let go of all those things. They have no more power over us. They are old. They are passed away. They do not exist. We decree you are annihilated. Those old temptations. Those old temptations. Those old temptations. Those old grudges. Those old wounds. We decree they've passed away. 
We agree with the word of the Lord. These old things have passed away. Come on. The old mindsets, they've passed away. They're not ours anymore. We reject them. We're not going to allow these old mindsets, these old thoughts to encroach upon the newness of life that you've given us. No. We say no to the old things. We say no to the old. When they're passed away, we bury them. We bury them. We bury them. God cast them as far away as the east is from the west. Just like you did our sins. I hear that, Lord. He said, you cast them as far away as the east is from the west. They pass away. Now you cast them away. They've passed away. Now you've cast them away. You're a new creature in Christ. That means your thoughts should be different. Those old thoughts, they try to come back. They try to haunt you. Those old sins, they try to, God, the enemy tries to remind you of those old sins, but they passed away. Now you cast them away. They've passed away. Now you cast them away. They've passed away. Now you cast them away. Those old habits, they're not befitting for you as a Christian anymore. Those old ways that you behaved in the past, they're not befitting to you as a Christian anymore. Cast them away. Cast them away. Those old behaviors, cast them away. Those old habits, cast them away. Those old thoughts, cast them away. Those old friends, uh-oh. So you need to cast some of those old friends away too. The ones who keep leading you into unrighteousness. The ones who keep tempting you to go astray from the Lord. The ones who keep corrupting your good character. Some of you need to cast those away. I see that, Lord. There's some things in some of your houses that need to be cast away. Some artwork that needs to be cast away. Some music that needs to be cast away. Uh-oh. Some things in your media, media cabinet that need to be cast away. I've gone to meddling now. Let's just go a little deeper. Some of you need to go in your cabinet and cast away some sugary foods. It's a habit. It's an addiction. You need to cast it away. Oh, Jesus, would you help us, Lord? Those old things that had ties on us. We decree that God no more hold on us. We're not letting the enemy regain a grip on our soul. We disallow, we forbid the enemy to gain a grip on our soul. We broke free. When you saved us, we broke free from the law of sin and death. When you saved us, we were no longer slaves to sin. When you saved us, you delivered us from the kingdom of darkness. And we will not go back to the old things. We will not go back to the darkness. We will not go back to that old wicked kingdom for a visit. We will live and move and exist in you. Live and move and have our being in you. Dwell in you. Make our abode in you. Pressing into your presence where there's freedom, total freedom. The truth that sets us free, permeating our minds as we read the word. The newness, the newness, the newness. I just see new, 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 new. No, 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 no. Some of you, if you just let go of the old, you'd see the new. I said, some of you, if you just let go of the old, you'd see the new. I said, some of you, if you just let go of the old, you'd see the new. The old way of doing something. Have you ever thought maybe there's a better way? We do the same thing the same way over and over and over. We get the same results. We don't like the results. Help us, Lord, to find a better way to do the things you've called us to do that aren't working. Help us, Lord, to be fruit inspectors, fruit examiners, to look at our lives and say, you know what? That's not working. Should I try a different way? I don't see the fruit that God told me I would see from this endeavor. Am I doing it wrong? Could I do it better? Do I need to shake it up? 
Do I need to look at it differently? Do I need more wisdom from God? Why are the things I'm putting my hand to not prospering at the level of the prophetic word that was spoken over my life? Why are the things not prospering? Have I taken the wrong approach? Is it an old mindset, a limiting belief, an old way of thinking, an old way of doing something? Do I need to be more innovative in my approach to my life? Do I need to look at something with fresh eyes? Do I need to bring out, bring in somebody from the outside to, to look at what I'm doing? Why am I not growing spiritually the way I want to grow? Why am I not excelling in the gifts of the spirit the way that it was prophesied? Why is my marriage not prospering? My business not prospering? Why? Why? Why is the church not prospering? Some of you need to ask these questions. You have had so many prophecies over your life. So many things God spoke to you. Things God spoke to you. And you're not seeing the fruit that you expected based on the prophecy. You've got to take another look through the eyes of the Lord. Are there some old things mixed in with the future promise? Are there some old mindsets that are holding you back from seeing the fullness of the manifestation of the word? Old ways of doing things, old habits, old speech. Yay. Old speech, old speech, old speech. God spoke a new thing. Is your old speech hindering the new thing? I said, God spoke a new thing. You got a word. Behold, I do a new thing. I'm going to do this in your life. I'm going to do that in your life. I'm going to bring you that spouse. I'm going to heal your marriage. I'm going to deliver you of evil. I'm going to prosper your business. I'm going to grow your church. God speaks a new thing. But is the old language, the old words, the old negativity in your mouth hindering the new thing? Selah. Pause and think about that for a moment. Father, why aren't we seeing the prosperity? Listen, listen, guys, I'm praying for you. I'm walking in the prosperity. I'm walking in the high places with God. I'm not perfect. There's areas I want to see improve in my life. But what I'm praying for you is the same kind of stuff I pray for myself when I don't see what I expected to see. Do you understand? My church is growing. My ministry is growing. My businesses are growing. My spirit is growing. My mind is growing. But when I hit a stumbling block, I look at it and I say, Lord, what is this that's defined? Is it the devil? Sometimes, as often as it's the devil, it's us. It's the way we are thinking about a thing. It's the way we're approaching a thing. It's the way we're trying to complete the task. It's the way we're organizing our day. Some of this stuff is just being good stewards of time and not allowing little foxes to spoil our vine. So, Father, identify the little foxes, even the little foxes in our mouth. Identify the little foxes and how we think. Identify the little foxes and how we spend our time. Identify the little foxes because these little foxes are making a huge impact. These little foxes are biting and devouring our destiny. And we say no more. We say, Lord, expose the little foxes so we can evict them from our thinking process. Expose the little foxes so we can evict them from our heart. Expose the little foxes so we can evict them from our mouth. Expose the little foxes so that we can evict them from our inner circle if we need to. Expose the little foxes, the habits, the customs, the traditions, the limiting beliefs, the unbelief, the doubt, 
the fear, expose little foxes so that we can step fully into the promise because you're gracious. You want us to walk in the promise probably more than we want to walk in the promise. You want us to walk into the increase probably more than you want us to, than, than we want to walk in the increase. You want us to walk in the blessing probably more than we walk in the blessing. Some of you are saying, I don't think that's possible. Believe me, it is. God is very interested in seeing his desired will come to pass in your life. And if you're not doing everything you can to get there, then rest assured, he's wanting it more than you are. Until you've surrendered completely to the blessing and what it takes to get it, well, shouldn't God just give it to me? He gave you the greatest blessing of all. He gave you salvation. After that, everything comes by faith through grace. You've got to believe. You've got to put works to your faith. Faith without works is dead. And then you receive. I said, you've got to believe. And some things you've got to put works with your faith so that you can receive. God's already done his part. He's waiting for you sometimes to do your part. So we speak to the little foxes and we command them to bow in Jesus' name. Of course, little foxes are going to be constantly trying to get back in to your heart, to your mind, to your house. So Father, make us vigilant. Help us to watch over your word the way that you do. You tell us in scriptures that you watch over your word to perform it. God, would you help us to start watching over your word and perform our part? Come on, that's a good word. Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. What if we were as diligent and vigilant about watching over his word spoken over our lives to perform it? Father, help us. We don't want to get into works and striving, but we know that faith without works is dead, so we don't want to get into the works of the flesh. We want to get into the works of faith. We don't want to get into the works of the flesh. We want to get into works of faith. There's such a difference, God. I see that word. So many of you have been striving, and you've worn yourself out, and you're like, eh, must have been a false prophecy. Eh, it wasn't worth it. That's because you were doing works of flesh instead of works of faith. You were striving your own strength. Works of, listen, works of faith are not accomplished by your mere strength alone. Works of faith are accomplished by your will, your, your energy, combined with the grace of God, who empowers you to go far beyond what you can do alone. Apart from Christ, we can do nothing. But through Christ, we can do all things because he strengthens us with his all-sufficient grace. So Father, today, help us not to get into striving for a promise we don't strive for a promise. We receive a promise by faith and putting our hand to the work that you've called us to put our hand to, to unlock heaven's best. We praise you. We honor you and we adore you this morning, God, because you're gracious. And not only do you make us a promise, but then you help us. <laughs> you help us to receive it. You show us the hindrances. You show us the better way. You reveal and expose little foxes. You give us grace upon grace to do our part. You even instruct us what to do. You've set us up for success. 
We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. There is no other God like you, no other God mighty to save. We vow to serve you all the days of our life, to love you and honor you and cherish you as the God of all creation, Elohim. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. The Lord's been speaking to me lately about riches. Now, riches doesn't just include money, okay? Riches, there's riches in glory, there's riches in peace, there's riches in faith. And I began to study riches. And the scripture that I stumbled upon immediately, of course, is one that's very familiar with to us, Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. Why am I reading King James? Because that's the first time I read that scripture. It was in the King James. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow to it. What does that mean? The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. That means no striving. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. No striving. Works of faith, not works of flesh. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Some of the sorriest people I've seen in my life are wealthy people who don't know the Lord. And money has become their God. They're blessed, but they're blessed by the work of their hand and the sweat of their brow. But the blessing of the Lord enriches, and he adds no sorrow with it. The Lord's blessing enriches. When the Lord blesses you with riches, you have nothing to regret. Come on, that's so good. So many wealthy people. You see, you know, if I could just go back and turn back the, the hands of time, I wouldn't have abandoned my family to work 14 hours a day and make riches that I can't even spend now. Now my kids don't want anything to do with me and I've got all the money in the world, but I've got no love, I've got no joy, I've got no peace. When the Lord blesses you with riches, you have nothing to regret. Listen, good news translation. It is the Lord's blessing that makes you wealthy. Hard work can make you no richer. The Lord's blessing enriches and struggle adds nothing to it. The blessing of the Lord establishes wealth and difficulty does not accompany it. Come on, isn't this good? The Lord's blessing brings wealth and he adds no trouble to it. Hard work adds nothing to it. Toil addeth nothing thereto. Neither shall affliction be joined to your riches. He addeth no grief to it. Many people are rich, but they don't have peace. That tells me they got rich the wrong way or they just don't know the Lord or they know him in name only, but they're not really living for him. They're not sold out to him. So, Father, today, first of all, we thank you for your blessing. Come on. And we receive your blessing. What is the blessing? If you look at the, the, word, the definition of this word blessing, it means prosperity. If you look at that word uh, in Proverbs for rich, it means rich. It means wealthy. The scripture means exactly what it says. The blessing of the Lord makes you wealthy. The blessing of the Lord makes you prosperous. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you for your blessing. Come on. We thank you for your blessing. Now, let me repent. If we've strived for money, if we've strived to be rich, if we've put 
money or riches ahead of you, Lord, forgive us. We want to have a right relationship with mammon. Your word says in Ecclesiastes, money answers all things. So we want to have money so that we can provide solutions to a lost and dying world, a hurting world. We want to have money so we have some to give to others. It's not about our comfort. It's about your gospel. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, God gives us the power to create wealth, to establish his covenant in the nations. Ah, so, Father, we thank you for your blessing. We thank you that you're, you're we, we ask God to bless us more, God. Bless, I'm asking all those with the right motives today. I'm, I'm caveating this. All those with the right motives regarding money today, God, I'm asking you to bless them. All those who have right motives, right relationships with money, I'm asking you to bless them. And those who don't have right relationships with money, I'm asking you to bless them with a revelation that they need to repent for how they see money so that you can bless them with money. So, Father, bless us indeed. Enlarge our territory. <laughs> Expand the stakes of our tents. Make us wealthy so we can establish your gospel in the nation, so that we can fund the works of missionaries, our needs taken care of, and much more left over to advance the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. With no sorrow, no regrets, no toil, no pain, no striving, because you're gracious. I decree a blessing on all those under the sound of my voice, God. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. I decree blessings, the blessing of prosperity. I decree it over your people today in Jesus' name. For your glory, not for our greedy gain, not for our personal consumption. I thank you that your people will be blessed from head to toe. They'll have nice houses, nice cars, whatever it is you've planned a purpose for them. The blessing includes it. But I thank you, Lord, that you shift our minds today to the reality that wealth is to establish your kingdom. Shift our mindset today from our four, no more, our family, our needs, uh, even our church. Shift our focus today, God, to the kingdom, to the world that's lost and dying. Bless us so we can be a blessing. Bless us so we can fund prison ministries. And bless us so we can fund uh, uh, feeding programs. And bless us so we can fund the social needs of those who don't know you so that they can come to get to know you. You fed the crowds. You multiplied the fishes and the loaves. Most of the people that Jesus fed at the Sermon on the Mount, they weren't saved. They were just curious. They had natural needs. So, Father, help us. Bless, bless us so we can be a blessing. 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 In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? He wants to bless you. You've got to have the right mindset about money, guys. If your motive with money is just to have a bigger house or a bigger car, well, God might not care if you have a bigger house or a bigger car, but what he really wants is for you to have a bigger heart of compassion to help people. 
And the one who has compassion, godly compassion, the one who seeks to meet the needs of others will never go without what is necessary in their lives. God blesses selflessness. Amen. He blesses selflessness, not selfishness. Guys, if you want to sow today, help us help others. We just partnered with a, another ministry yesterday, a prison ministry. Became a partner with a prison ministry yesterday. We sow back out into many different ministries uh, because we believe that there's so many things that we would like to do that we can't do. You know, I'd love to just be in the prisons a lot more and sharing the gospel because I got saved in jail, falsely accused of a crime I didn't commit. I was vindicated, but it might have turned another way, but except for the Lord. So I've got a big heart for prison ministry. If you're a prison minister, shout out. We'd like to see awakening prayer hubs in the prisons and in the jails. If you want to sow today, yeah, we just partnered with a major prison ministry yesterday. Something I've been wanting to do for a while, and the Lord reminded me of it yesterday, and I did it immediately. When the Lord reminds you to sow, if you have forgotten and he reminds you, do it right that minute. Stop what you're doing and go do it because he's trying to remind you because he's trying to get that blessing to you and to somebody else. You can donate at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the cash app. Cash app is dollar sign. I am Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. That's text to give. 754-701-2161. PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, if you want to send something in the mail. God bless you. I'll see you later. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.